Okay, but we started talking about the melting pot. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that was a perfect segue into what we had originally planned to talk about, which was Will Smith. Willie Smith. And because I just finished reading his book. Big Willie Smith. Big Will. And um, looking at his family and extended family, it's a it's a big old melting pot. So does the, the book get into his kids and stuff like that? He talks about his kids. Okay. He, he talks about them... You know, in a very kind of roundabout way, yeah. about the experiences that they've given him, responses that they've had to mm-hmm. things that he's done, said, so forth. Doesn't get into their psychology, which which is okay because he got enough of his own going on within. I was telling you within the first chapter of the book, I said, "Oh yeah, I know why he slapped Chris Rock now," <laughs> and why. He says it in his book, and I, and I wish I could pull it up. I'll pull it up for you. Uh, but he says it in his book about his, this unwavering and unquenchable fear that he had of not pleasing the women in his life, which goes back to his childhood and the abuse that his mom suffered at the hands of his dad. Wow. And how somehow he internalized that as him not protecting her. Does he still have a relationship with his father? His father died. Okay. So you find that out in the at the end of the book. His father died, and the great thing about it is, um, you know, if you can, if you can blank out or block out what he did at the Grammys, um, or not the Oscars. I'm sorry, um, which is hard to do. Right. Right. But if you could read the book without that context, yeah, you say to yourself, "Wow, man, this is a pretty cool book. This is a." This is a great intellectual read. It's a great insightful read into the psyche of a man, you know, success and motivation and 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 uh, uh, childhood programming and all yeah, of this. Yeah. Stuff. It, but you know, you ultimately can't get out of the context of what he did at the Oscars. But at the end of the book, his dad dies, and he does uh, reconcile mm. uh, with his dad, which was a great part. That was my next question. Yeah, which was a great part of the book. He talks about you know the smile. You know, and mm. how um, you know as a child when you get, quote, unquote, the smile that you've done okay. That no matter what, your parents, uh, your parent looks at you and says, okay. The smile from his dad. The smile from his dad. Okay. Right? So you know, his dad um, was diagnosed with something and he gave him, you know, six weeks to live. He ended up living like seven, eight months or something mm. like that. And then when he last saw him, you know, he kissed him on his head and his dad kind of gave him the smile. Wow. So he talks about the smile. So very insightful book. Wow. But completely, completely exposes this whole idea of absentee fatherhood. Now, understanding absentee fatherhood can be a couple of things. It doesn't yeah. just mean physically being absent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It can mean spiritually being absent. Right. It can mean emotionally being absent. Right. In his scenario, I see it more emotionally absent in terms of what he wanted. As an adult, you look back and you say, man, I really did need some of that. Or like I do a lot of times. Yeah. Man, I sound like my dad. Right. Right? Right. And so you realize as an adult, but as a child, you don't get what you wanted. And so... You know, you feel unloved, you feel unwanted, you feel that you have to do more for approval and things like that. And in his case, watching some of the abuse take place, he felt like he failed 
the women in his life. And in that moment, right? And I know this is a, you know, a few months in arrears, so to yeah, speak, because yeah. it happened. But in that moment, you see literally this out-of-body experience happening with him where all of the trauma of not protecting his mom, his grandmom, you know, the women in his life, his first marriage dissolving, the issues he's having with Jada. You see all of that bubble up, come to a head, right? And he says, I am no longer going to allow this to happen. I am finally, because I preached this, this, this do it overcoming your fear, you know, theory of life. And he preaches it throughout the book. Like I said, some great insightful anecdotes. You know, some things I've highlighted because I'm a big highlighter, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a great quote, so forth right. and so on. But you see it in that moment. He said, that's it. No more. Not going to happen. I'm going to throw everything away to satisfy this one thing that I've never done in my life, and that is protect the women that mm. I love. Wow. You know, my, my whole... <laughs> And I don't want to, I might get in trouble now. But how much did Jada trigger him doing that? Because um, when you go back and look at it, initially, he was he was kind of laughing. You know what I mean? And then it's like he looked at her, and it's like, I would think if, this is this is just me now. My woman, my wife, I would hope in a situation like that would try to restrain me a little bit. Because Jada's got to know that Will loves her beyond any joke somebody could tell. So what, do, 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 why would she allow him to risk a lot for something that after he did it, what changed? Nothing changed. Well, a lot changed for him. But I'm saying, you know, yeah. for the dynamics of her life or whatever, Nothing's nothing change. changed. Because it, it was a joke. But it, it nothing, <laughs> That was evident in her, I don't know, was it an apology or, or whatever she did? I kind of heard something that other, wasn't quite an apology. It was. It was, the, it was more of. It was the most, one of the a more. statement. Robotic. Yeah. Unemotional, detached, yeah, yeah, kind of monotone. You know, it's like the like the what is it like the the, the Charlie Brown teacher? Yeah. Wah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, after a few minutes, it was like that's all I heard. It was like wah 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 because it right. it was just so disingenuous. My opinion. Yeah, I'm with right? you. Right, and it, that that does you know tend to be a lot of the opinions out there. You know what's her name? Garcelle Bouvet was. was oh, name? what did she say about? Oh, she was she was broken up because I guess they, you know they're friends, um, and she was talking about how uh, not not Garcelle Bouvet, uh, Vivica Fox, oh, Vivica Fox God. was. <laughs> oh my God! What's wrong, with Vivica? Leave Vivica Ain't alone. Ain't nothing wrong. I was watching them. I'm holding uh, out. I'm holding out hope for Vivica between between Haley and Rihanna and Nia Long. Now, I mean, Vivica's my last hope. See, right. I, now I'm hitting, the, I'm hitting the the bumps on the side of the freeway when you go over a little bit. When anyway, you doze off. she was <laughs> she was a little broken up, trying not to dog her friend out about this this canned statement. Um, it was just 
it was it was just so I don't know disingenuous and insincere. But you know, like I mentioned, what is her what is her backstory? Who Jada? What is her? Will laid it all out apparently in his book. What is her issues, man? There, there's some there. The whole Tupac right? thing. Well, I mean, she wanted a bad boy. But then what's she, she wanted the money of a good guy, but she, but she wanted a bad boy. <laughs>